All righty. So th thanks again for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, my first question is this, what is Spina Bifida Association of New York State and how did it get started? So uh, the Spina Bifida Association of New York State is an affiliate chapter of the National Spina Bifida Association. We are based in the capital region of New York and we have been around for 30 years. We were founded by parents of children who live with Spina Bifida. Uh, 30 years ago. So we're celebrating our, our 30th anniversary this year. And we were created to help provide support beyond the medical realm for people and families impacted by spina bifida. These Our founders met at a spina bifida clinic and realized that they benefited greatly from spending time talking to each other and networking and sharing resources. And that was the foundation of, of our organization. And um, at the time, there were many other different support groups or chapters that did exist across New York State. And many of them have dissolved, nearly all of them. So we became a statewide organization officially last year to be able to make sure to help make sure that people with spina bifida in New York State know they have a place to call if they have any questions or need anything. And that's sort of the basis of our services is if, you have, if you're impacted by spina bifida, if you live in New York State, give us a call. We wanna see how we can help you meet your goals, answer questions, provide resources, and get you involved in any of our programming and services that might improve your quality of life or help you overcome a challenge. Mm -hmm. My next question is what services do you provide at at your um at your specific chapter? Sorry about that. So uh we provide a, a variety of services. So I think our main service is uh, case management. We have an individual and family service provider who meets with parents and adults with spina bifida to provide a level of counseling where they can troubleshoot what they're experiencing and get some guidance on how to navigate systems like benefits and social security or insurance and equipment denials. Um, even more of the personal items like personal care aids, uh, relationship issues, and having issues with roommates, having issues with landlords, with finding housing, with employers, and just really being there to help people overcome obstacles and navigate the, the systems that are really confusing and the medical challenges that arise if a parent needs to talk to someone else about a surgery or has a question about a procedure, we can help them do that. We provide a lot of advocacy and awareness. So we do a lot of advocacy to improve outcomes for people with spina bifida and other disability-related services. We advocate with the government to pass legislation that benefits all people with disabilities and we help consumers receive the training they need to advocate for themselves. And with that, we're raising awareness, but we also try and you know get media attention and 
connect uh, with press releases and letters to the editor and presentations and community trainings to raise awareness about what spina bifida is and how people can best coexist with people with spina bifida. And then lastly, we do um, education outreach and programs. So because spina bifida is complex medically and because living with a disability can present challenges with access and inclusion and equity, we provide monthly education outreach and, and daily social media outreach to let people know about resources and opportunities for them to network and get education. And then we also host our own individual programs so people can receive that those, those key fundamental goals of our programming and services, which is support, education, community. Mm -hmm. My next question is, what do you have to consider when making things accessible in like a general sense? So I, I do talk about this a lot. I don't have spina bifida. I don't have uh, a disability myself. And I got involved with this community through working at an independent living center, which is uh, our local independent living center. And, and the majority are agencies across the country run for by people, run for people with disabilities by people with disabilities. And I worked alongside many people with spina bifida when I was there. Um, what we've noticed, uh, what I've noticed throughout my work is that accessibility has two meanings. One is very physical um, when it comes to getting in and out of a building, using the bathroom. Um, when you're in the building, can you get through the doorway? Can you get around tables? Can you, is the parking spot that is marked accessible available? Are the spots next to it available? Um, are there grab bars? And and just really the consideration of having um, lower mobility and lower body paralysis. And the other, the other avenue that we pursue improved access is disability stigma. So breaking down people's preconceived notions about what's possible for someone with spina bifida. And that typically means what do they want out of life? Well, you know, just like everyone else, they want to pursue their hobbies and interests. They want to have financial independence, which means they want to have a job that allows them to have enough income to afford health care and, and, you know, housing and, and transportation. Um, they want to gain meaningful employment. And unfortunately, a lot of systemic bias exists that excludes people with disabilities from succeeding in the in the independent living realms of having transportation, housing, health care, um, uh, income, a steady revenue and and employment. And the sense that even if someone doesn't think might say, oh, they're capable, they might feel that um, pity and, and not treat them as an equal. And so we need to get people to start seeing people with disabilities in a light where they see them as equal and allow people with spina bifida to be advocates for what their needs are so they can achieve their goals in a less ableistic way. 
Mm -hmm. My next question is, what sorts of stakeholders do you partner with um, in your efforts? Wow, that's a big one. Uh, so we work with a lot of different businesses, organizations, government officials. Um, one of our, we, so first off, we work with people directly impacted by spina bifida. So individuals, immediate family, um, and yeah, individuals and their immediate family are primary um, group that we provide services to. And then that expands to professionals in the network. So medical providers, doctors, like neurosurgeons, urologists, orthopedists, um, gastroenterologists, and then, you know, other providers like mental health counselors, direct um, employment specialists, personal care aides, um, teachers, care managers. We work with those types of providers to support the spina bifida community. <clears throat> we partner with local charities like the Independent Living Centers to ensure people with spina bifida have access to services. We do a lot of referrals to them, but we also partner closely with the National Spina Bifida Association and its other affiliate chapters to provide programs and services. And, and lastly, we partner with a lot of different agencies that help with giving. So volunteerism, attending events, volunteering on a committee, volunteering on the board of directors, or donors who provide the, the funds that we need to provide services, and our corporate partners who often sponsor our events and, and programs and, and, grant, and, and grantors as well. Uh, in order to raise enough revenue to provide statewide services and programs. Mm -hmm. Last, um, not lastly, what impact does your organization have on the disability community? You know, I would say, especially in more in the last five to 10 years, we've really grown from a very big specific focus on just spina bifida care and that care within a certain region of our state. With the transition in the pandemic, we've been able to host a lot more programming on a nationwide um, level because things are virtual. So the impact on people with disabilities is the advocacy we can do on a local, state, and federal level, where if it helps someone with spina bifida, it is often going to benefit the entire disability community. Our values are all aligned. It's the same community. Um, we're able to empower those we serve to have the information and resources and support group that will allow them to succeed in, in achieving their goals. And I think the general awareness that we raise as an organization helps redefine what disability looks like and how people with disabilities should be treated. So from, from our local to nationwide impact, we are raising awareness. We're advocating for bills that improve the quality of lives for people with disabilities, and we're empowering those we serve to achieve their goals. Mm -hmm. Lastly, 
Um, like what lessons can other organizations in the disability realm and others uh, really um, do to like make a make an accessive and inclusive um, environment for everyone? Because not every organization has the tools and resources to figure out how do I make you know an inclusive space for people with disabilities. You know, often those organizations don't know. So like, do you have any tips? or ideas you would like to share for organizations wanting yeah to, i mean wanting to create wanting to create an inclusive and accessible space yeah a lot of times a developmental disability agency an independent living center even your department of health will have programs and services that help get you um what you need to be as accessible and inclusive as possible and our organization is um, not, you know, unique to that. We're going through that transition now of, yes, we serve people with spina bifida, but there may be overlapping um, secondary conditions that we need to be considerate of, whether it be mental health or have something to do with eyesight or, or hearing or language, First, um, the first language that they speak and how can we ensure that we are as accessible and, and inclusive as possible for everyone with disabilities? And those are the agencies that have been great resources to us at the Spina Bifida Association. I think the other big piece is collaboration. You can't really get anything done on your own in this community. You need to be working with those around you to gather their expertise and, and partner with them to make a difference. So I'd say anyone who's looking to get more involved in accessibility and inclusion work needs to kind of go to the source and work with other disability specific agencies, work directly with people with disabilities and learn from them and spend your time on that because it will all start to flow more naturally and easily afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, those are some good tips. Mm -hmm.